your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host from Locked On Avalanche. Chris Maselli from Locked On Lightning. Mr. Adam Denker is here, and we are your hosts for the Thursday edition of Locked On NHL. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. And as always, we have a fresh batch of power rankings to get to, and we're also going to be discussing, kind of in conjunction with those power rankings, players, specific players, and you're hearing more. This is kind of what happens as the trade deadline gets closer and closer. You start hearing different names start to get thrown out there and big names. And we have a few of them that we'll discuss, including teams and who could snatch these guys up, who has the room to do it, and then essentially what will happen to their uh, ranking as the season goes on. So, Mr. Denker, uh, I I mean – I absolutely love this time of year because I, I love playing keyboard GM. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I have a bachelor's degree in it. So I don't know. I just love it. I love seeing, and I it honestly, it doesn't matter the sport. I just love seeing like player movement and kind of teams positioning themselves to make a go yeah. for it. This is the best time of year in my opinion. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it too. I, 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 it's probably almost as fun as the playoffs. Uh, maybe for some <laughs> from, some fans of teams that don't make the playoffs, maybe this is as good as it gets for you. But right. I, it, it's very interesting to see how how the GMs are going to go this year. Uh, the last couple of years, we kind of saw some you know reserve, especially with the cap stuff going on in the NHL. And now that you see teams, a lot of teams that are in it, uh, when is going to be the right time when you start seeing all the chips to fall with some of these teams? Uh, are we going to see trades this week, next week, or – on the deadline at the 12th hour as we normally see it. Yeah. And that's what makes it good is because everybody's involved when it's the playoffs. It's just the teams that are in the playoffs and those teams that missed out really don't have a rooting interest. So maybe they don't have interest, but you know, from, from right now, if you're a buyer, you're making a run. If you're a seller, you're setting yourself up for the future. So just the fact that all teams can be involved in this for different reasons is kind of just what, what makes it cool. Um, so like I said, in the beginning, there, be, there, there comes a time where you start seeing different players get thrown out there and, um, we're going to get to them in a second, but like, I got to bring in the, uh, the power rankings for this week first and get them on the screen. And if you're watching on YouTube, we'll go full screen with them. Um, no change at the top for the first four. So you have the avalanche at one. The Panthers at two, the Canes at three, the Lightning at four. The Flames move up to number five. Penguins move up to number six. The Leafs move down to number seven. Rangers stay put at eight. Minnesota moves down to nine. And the Blues move up to ten. So that's your top ten. I don't know how Minnesota is hanging on (laughs) into a top ten position, but they are. Um, and you have teams like the Bruins who have been playing better, uh, still on the outside looking in at number 12. So, uh, teams that we will get to today, I definitely, we got to talk about Vegas because they continue to be an interesting team in which direction are they going in and right behind them in the standings, 
the Los Angeles Kings are above the Golden Knights, but in our power rankings, the Knights are ahead of them by one. Knights at 14 and the Kings at 15. So uh, a lot of uh, things to get to. This is where it always gets interesting. So uh, let's bring that down there and let's talk some players because I you, you're starting to hear, I mean, in the one that was a little bit, I shouldn't say it was surprising to me, but you're hearing Patrick Line's name get thrown out there a lot more now. And this is the stuff that I'm talking about is as the days go on and you get closer to the trade deadline, some players that not necessarily surprise you, but just haven't been talked about all that much are. And I kind of feel like he is definitely one of them. Yeah, uh, I was a little surprised as well. I, I really thought that maybe Columbus was going to try and hold on to him. It seemed like uh, now that he's started to really get things going there after being traded from Winnipeg, that it seems like he's going to find himself a home. But from what we've seen, the fact that the, the, the rumor is already out there that Columbus wouldn't be afraid to trade him just goes to show you that they're not willing to spend the money. Uh, that's part of the reason why we saw Seth Jones kind of uh, Seth Jones be dealt to Chicago uh, last year. So, it, you know, it's it's Columbus making the most of what they have and just building upon prospects and stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised too much if if, if he's moved sooner rather than later, because uh, like we stated, um, there's a lot of teams right on the fringe looking into trying to get in the playoffs. And, you know, why would you wait, especially on a guy like this who is having a bounce back year? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting part of this this time of year is teams need to make a decision. Are they in to make a run at this or do they pump the brakes a little bit and say, all right, you know, <clears throat> we don't think we, we can make a, a deep run. So let's, you know, acquire some assets for some of our, our big players. And you look at the Blue Jackets, 22 in our rankings, uh, no change from last week. First team out right now in the Eastern Conference. So they're at 57 points with Washington at 65. So they're eight points back of Washington. But Washington has been struggling lately. And that's one of the things that I know I talked about at the beginning of the year. <clears throat> Will the age catch up to them? It seems like it is. So I think the Blue Jackets are in an interesting position because, yeah, you're eight points out. But the team ahead of you is not exactly tearing it up. Yeah. So do you feel like, all right, maybe we can catch them, but even if we do, it's a big ask for us to go deep into the playoffs. But then again, you've proven uh, against your team <laughs> that <laughs> that doesn't matter. You know, like they are the team that bucked that trend. So yeah. I like that's fascinating to me on on how the Blue Jackets. I mean, and they can't go off of that. I guess you know they can't just say, "Oh, we did it once; we can do it again." But you also can say that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I and then I guess what it all boils down to with Line A specifically is he's he's going to be a free agent. So do you feel like you can sign him? If you don't, then it then either way, even if you do feel like you can make a run at it, you get rid of him. Yeah, I, I I agree, and and I think what makes him so uh, so much of a of a realistic trade piece is that his cap hit is only for the rest of the season about in the two million range. So, a lot mm -hmm. of teams that are are definitely in in play for this guy if they want to make the 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 moves. Um, we we've spoken about another team before, uh, the Kings. They're they're not too far out of it. There are do they go? 
do they say now, you know what, let's just go in, play with the, the talent that we have and see how far we could get? Or do we maybe try and go the distance and see how far this gets us? Maybe get because listen, Jonathan Quick isn't getting any younger. Uh, you only have right. a certain amount more years before he starts to to kind of slip up, uh, slip out of his prime. But I'm looking at the the Blue Jackets uh, schedule for the month of March, and it's very interesting because they just came off a four three win uh, the other night against the Devils, and then they have the Kings and the Bruins coming up uh, to finish out this week. And I would have to say a pretty battle. There's a a lot of teams that you could snag a couple of wins. I mean, they play the Islanders three times, so uh, not too far out of the question of them possibly winning all three. And then you have <laughs> Ottawa as well. And and Winnipeg, another team who's been struggling immensely over the last couple of weeks who might be in, in the conversation of sellers. So, you know, as as much as we could easily say, oh, they're out of it, just try trade line A for the excitement of a trade, they could actually pull this off. It's not it's not too unrealistic to think of that. Well, here's an interesting thing. So I'm looking at the the Capitals schedule. Um, they have some tough games here. They're playing the Hurricanes uh, Thursday night. They're playing the Flames uh, in Calgary. Obviously, f- f- the Calgary's playing very well. Yeah. Uh, they're playing Edmonton, which you know who knows what you get with them. And, you know they have some cupcakes on here. You're playing Seattle. Uh, you're playing the Islanders. So on March 17th, it's Blue Jackets and Capitals. Yeah. So that's four days before the trade deadline. So maybe that is like, okay, let's get to that game, see where we're at. If we beat them, let then let's then let's assess. And if we're not anywhere near them, then we'll we'll kind of, you know, make some deals. So I think that is gonna be kind of like the that will be for all intents and purposes, the Blue Jackets deadline uh, and what they do against Washington four days before the actual trade deadline. If they win and they're within striking distance, maybe they let it run. If they're not, I think maybe then you'll see line A onto greener pastures. And the the Kings are so interesting because yeah. they rebuilt the right way. And they have admittedly taken the avalanche model and used it to perfection. So what do they do? Because they are young. They are set up uh, they, for, for to be successful for, for many years to come. Do you blow all that up? I don't want to say blow it all up. Maybe that's extreme. But do you do you make some big moves to bring in some names to make a run at it? I don't think they were expected to be at this point in this, in this stage of the game. But that is an interesting thing that you're going to have to watch with the LA Kings. So um, let's get a break in here real quick, and then we'll continue this. Uh, we're going to hear from Bet Online. So the football season obviously is over, but you have March Madness right around the corner. So from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Bet online remains the best spot for all of your score, sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all of the action. That is BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right. So, yeah, we are... We, we had these few guys that we wanted to talk to, and so far we've talked about one. Hmm. So, and Patrick Line, but 
you know, that's, that's good conversation. Yeah. What about Philip Forsberg? You're hearing Forsberg on the Panthers. He's another name that's kind of getting thrown out there a little bit later in the game. I think clearly the, the Predators want to sign him. Um, I would think he wants to stay there, but I don't know if the numbers aren't going to match up. Maybe he walks. The Predators were known for not putting any no trade clauses in. I think that's out the window because didn't they give one to Yossi? I think Yossi has one. So now that's like fair game that, you know, someone of his stature would want one. Um, But what do they do? They're in that position of are, are we going to miss the playoffs? Are we going to make a run for it? And do we have to get rid of one of our more popular players? Yeah, they're they're in a tough situation right now. Um, they're a very good hockey team, and but they're in a situation in the wild card race where they they sit atop right now at sixty four points with Edmonton and Dallas right on their heels. And and do you say to yourself last minute at the trade deadline, uh, you know what things are starting to trend in the in the wrong direction? Maybe it's time to kind of trade away a big a big guy uh, in 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 Forsberg. But I, I think really what you should do, you got to sit down with him and say, Hey, listen, let's not talk numbers right now. Let's, let's just try and get to the playoffs. And, 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 you know, cause they have a good group of guys. They, they played the lightning recently in the outdoor game really well. And they have a great goaltender who's in Yuri yeah. Sor- Soros, who most likely unless Igor Shesterkin continues to play out of his mind is probably going to win the Vezina this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I look at this as kind of uh, let's just table the discussion talks for the until the end of the season. Um, I think you just have to focus on making the playoffs here. I think this is kind of a situation where both sides need to kind of be the adult and and say let's let's just figure this out at a later time. Yeah, because like I said, I don't think either one of them wants to move on from Nashville. So, is this one of those like Joe Flacco moves? Where, you know, he doesn't sign and he bets on himself and he goes and wins the Super Bowl yeah, and then is overpaid for the rest of his career. I'm not saying that that Forsberg would be overpaid, but if Forsberg says, OK, I'll have that conversation with you and we'll just ride this out and you make a deep run and you get to the cup final. Maybe you don't win it, but obviously he's a big reason why you would have gotten that far. Yeah. Now you're going to have to pay him. You're going to have to. And, you know, he wants uh, probably, you know, Roman Yossi dollars, uh, which is I'm looking it up right now. But I think he's he's not quite 10. I think he's in the like nine range. Um, do you demand more than him? Do you demand more? Uh, Yossi's at nine point zero five nine. That's an odd number. Yeah. Um, and right now, Philip Forsberg is at six. So would you bump him up another three, make him just an even nine? I think he's worth. I mean, I I, I shouldn't be saying this, being an Avalanche fan. I really like Philip Forsberg, maybe because he just dominates the Avs so much. But yeah, he'd be worth that, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. And I think if you're Philip Forsberg, you're definitely looking at Roman Yossi and and definitely looking at the dollar signs. And and I and I believe the reason why he's at nine point zero five nine is because fifty nine is Yossi's number. So that probably... I was gonna say, isn't that his number? Yeah. So I, that's uh... so dumb. Why do players do that? Like, who's the who's the pitcher on the Mets that had, like his? I think it was like number ninety nine, and in his contract it was like two million something something and ninety nine cents. Something like that, that was 
That would be Turk Wendell. So the the reliever, uh, right? Who did the crack yes. with the rosin bag? Yeah. yeah. But um, I I just think that you know I it's an unfortunate situation, and we've seen this. I feel like a lot of times over the years where players and and teams can't reach a deal, so they just think the only other alternative, even both sides don't want to leave, uh, don't want to part ways, is just to make a trade, like. Mm-hmm. And and that doesn't always work out for the best for either side. So I, I just think that there I think he needs to bet on himself in this situation. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, they have a they have a good enough group of guys to where I don't think they're going to win the cup finals. I don't know if they could get past your boys or or Calgary, even St. Louis. But they're a team that could definitely make some noise. And, and you know, I think he should say, you know what, let me stick around and see how much we could squeeze out of this. How come you don't see that more? How come you don't see a, a team trade a guy who's unrestricted? Let, take Claude Drew, and I want to get into a whole thing on Claude Drew, but like Flyers, you know, <clears throat> very well could trade him. Say he does go to somewhere like the Avalanche or the Panthers or something like that, and they ends up winning a cup. Um, how come those guys don't go back to where they came from? They always move on to somewhere else. That surprises me. Like you're, you're getting rid of the guy, a guy who's been there for a long time, even someone like Forsberg. He's been there long enough. Um, trade him because you know his contract is coming up, and then he goes and plays somewhere else. And yeah. it's almost like they never go back and negotiate with that team. It's like they almost always move on from it. Yeah, I, I think once it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're growing up and you get your first taste of freedom when you go to college, you know, and then and then you live on your own. It's kind of like that. It's like, <laughs> Oh, there's, there's stuff outside of here than just what I've been used to all these years. So maybe it's a little right. bit of that. I mean, we, we saw with Patrick Maroon once he left, uh, once he left Edmonton and, and Anaheim, he went over to St. Louis, won a cup. And now he he's in Tampa for the last couple of years. So it could be that as well as, I mean, another example is Corey Perry. Uh, he's been on two different teams over the last two years. And so, you know, it could just be a change of scenery. You know, that's one of those yeah. things like uh, where you, you just maybe want to – I could see, you know, him going back eventually. I, th- I feel like Philip Forsberg is the kind of guy – he has roots in Nashville and, and he loves being there. So even if he were to leave, I could definitely – he's definitely one of those guys I think is an exception though. Yeah. Um, and one more guy we'll get to, and that's – he just seems to be in, you know – trade talks um all the time now his name just keeps getting brought up and nothing ever happens and that's patrick kane Uh, it's just one of those things where i can't envision him in another uniform uh but is it getting to be that time i i'm gonna say no as much as i would love to see patrick kane go somewhere else and win a cup um i was actually on the bandwagon Earlier in the year, well, I was trying to start the bandwagon where I, I was trying to float the idea out there that maybe uh, if if some one of the top three players on Tampa gets hurt, you litr him and you and you pick up Kane in a trade. <laughs> uh, but I I just think that it's one of those situations with everything that has happened with the with, with the Blackhawks over the past year and a half. Um, I think they're almost afraid to to deal him just because of the potential backlash from the fan base. I just think that this fan base has taken so many bumps and bruises over the last year. And then on top of that all, the Blackhawks are one of the worst teams in the league. I, I don't know how you could sit there with a straight face and, and trade one of the centerpieces of your dynasty teams. Um, and that's right. You know, he, 
I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you could do that even with a with a even with a new GM with, with Davison just getting the uh, the interim tag taken off. I don't know how right. you do that, I, especially if that's your first move. I don't know how you could do that. And I think that's a big thing that you know it is a guy that had the interim tag. This isn't yeah. someone just coming in uh, from the outside and taking over. If that were the case, I think there'd be a little bit more of a probability of it potentially happening. Um, because you, you had your interim guy take over full time. I, yeah, I don't, I just don't see it, see it happening, but you never know. Maybe someone comes in with some ridiculous package. That's too good for Chicago to pass up and, and they go for it. But I, right now I'm going to say no to him. I think line a happens. Um, I guess for the, the three guys we talked about line a, I think happens Forsberg. I think I'm 50, 50 and Kane. I say no. So yes, no, maybe for those guys. All right. Uh, let's get to some specific teams. And right now, Vegas, uh, sitting at 14, they dropped two in our rankings. Yeah. I mean, you asked me about them, you know, before we were talking about them before we, we recorded, um, they're, they're interesting right now. They're going through, this has been a trying year for, for Vegas with injuries, uh, clearly with injuries, with the whole Eichel situation. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you, you, you know, they're still battling injuries. <clears throat> There's just been bumps in the road the entire time, and they can't right the ship. At, time, at times they yeah. do. And right now they're kind of going through some some tough seas right now. And Eichel's been, been okay. He's been good. He's not been great. And I didn't expect him, him to be great right off the bat. Um, you would think as, you know, the season wears down, he'll be more of his or resemble his former self as the playoffs come in. Um, but they got to get there first. It is not guaranteed anymore that this team is a playoff team. Um, cause they are on the fringe right now and this will be, and I don't think this is something where they're just going to miraculously get it right. I think this is going to go down to the wire for them. Because they're getting, they're getting other teams in that conference or in that division, like Los Angeles, who is not going to give up, and Edmonton, who is not going to give up. So this is going to be a battle for them that I don't think they were really prepared for. Uh, so watch Vegas right down to the end. They could get in and be the second in the in the Pacific, or they could miss out. It's that close. Yeah, and. and- I'm going to have to pat us both on the backs for this one because we called this. I think the day it was announced that Eichel was traded, I think we both said that, all right, you get Eichel comes in, he comes back, and he plays Jack as Jack Eichel would normally would, and that's great. But what if he doesn't? And we're not saying, like you said, you know, as the season progresses, we might see – uh, him get back to true form, but with picking him up, you don't, you, you haven't left yourself any room at all to improve. And that's what they need. They might need to, to bring in somebody else to kind of weather the storm for the rest of the season. And, and I, I don't like we said, when this happened, I don't think this was thought out. <laughs> I don't, I think this was, Oh, let's make I a don't. splash. And I, they're paying for it now. And, and, you know, because Edmonton is starting to to kind of get things together. Anaheim is right there as well. 
So you have two very good teams in your division, let alone, you know, in the wild card with the, with the other teams that are chasing in the West, you have two very good teams right there that, you know, if you don't get it together by the end of the March, you're talking about possibly even being out of getting that last wild card spot. And we know we're talking trade deadline. Yeah. I don't know where they make moves. Like it's tough. It's going to be tough for them to improve their team while everybody around them, Calgary's already made moves. Yeah. And and they've improved since those moves. You know, you have to look at the Kings. Will the Kings make some moves? We already kind of touched on that earlier. That'll be interesting to see. What do the Ducks do? The Ducks 18 right now in our standings didn't move from last week. What do they do? Do they are they're kind of in the same position as the other teams we've been been talking about, like Columbus. What does Edmonton do? So all these teams around them, what is even if you want to go into uh, the central with Dallas, Dallas could be they could be by they could pick up a couple pieces and make a little run for a wild card spot. Um, Everybody around them could be picking up pieces. And I don't know where they do it. They don't have the the wiggle room to do it. And I think I don't know if I mentioned it last week when uh, Kyle and I, my co-host, we did a crossover with Tony. From from locked on Golden Knights, and he's like, "Oh, it definitely wasn't thought out." He is <laughs> convinced of that. He is convinced of he's a premier player. Let's get him and then figure it out. I'm sorry, that's just not how you can do business in the world of professional sports. It does not work out in the end. Yeah. So watch Vegas. That is a soap opera. Uh, you know, mid season right now. A couple teams to get to on the East Coast before we wrap it up. We did uh, mention the Capitals and, you know, how they are kind of just holding on for dear life, if you ask me. But they have enough cushion where you think, are they just going to be crawling to the finish line to get a playoff spot? I think they'll still make it, especially when you guys have have guys like uh, Alex Ovechkin on the team. But is his mindset not there right now? With everything going on in his home country, like you never know what's going on in the minds of these guys because that's that's a serious thing. Does that affect them? Um, what do you think? What do you think Washington's got left in the tank? I they're one of those teams, and even the year after they won the cup, I, they're one of those teams that I just I don't get it. I don't understand what the thinking is with the organization on a yearly basis because they continue to go back to the same equation year after year. And that's great if it works. But the one theme that has always presented its ugly head, especially in the playoffs as we get deeper, is age. And they've shown their age this year. And you said it. I said it. We said it from the first episode when we started the rankings this year that can the Capitals – uh, go out there, perform all season long, and have their age not be a factor. Well, guess what? It's a factor. Sure. Uh, and it, yeah, it is showing. And and as awesome as it is to see Ovechkin go out there and carry this team on a nightly basis, especially with everything like you said that's going on in Russia and over in Europe in general, this this has to be a distraction for him. And. He's he's definitely he has to be worn down, not only with carrying this team all season, but just with everything that's going on in the world. And and they're another team where they need to make moves. I I firmly believe if they don't, we might be sitting here thinking that, you know, the other team that we spoke about early on Columbus, that leaves the door wide open for Columbus to make a run. 
sure. and then you have and then you have Boston right there as well. So, um, you know, in the e- in the East, it's not as as bad with with the wild card race as we see in the West. But still, um, you know, if, if Washington doesn't doesn't do what they need to do or make the, the necessary moves uh, in a couple of weeks, end of March, we could be talking about them possibly uh, on the outside looking in. Yeah. I mean, eight points is not insurmountable, especially when the team in front of you is not playing great. Uh, if they were, you'd be like, okay, it's going to be very tough to catch them. But um, I think it's doable. If, if if the Blue Jackets want to stay in this thing, um, I think it's doable. Um, and we'll wrap things up with the New York Rangers. And Rangers will be an interesting te- team to watch around the trade deadline. Number eight right now in our rankings, staying, since, uh, staying at number eight since last week. And they have the most cap space right for for yeah. the teams that are kind of like in in the thick of things like you know the upper echelon teams correct how much how much do they have in cap space uh they have let me pull that up uh but yeah i mean they're another team that kind of you don't really know what kind of team you're gonna get on any given night they 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 gave up three unanswered goals tonight mm-hmm. after being up two nothing against st louis uh yeah so their current cap space is twenty million and change, twenty one million and change. So they they have a lot of room to play with. And and how is that possible? How how, how did they manage they're, that? They're another team that has outperformed their rebuild. They're they're just in the same, maybe a little bit, probably a, a little higher level than what we see with the Kings. Uh, they got lucky. They struck gold with Igor Shosturkin. Who would have thought that this guy? I mean, how. How often, Chris, do we talk about a goaltender being in the conversation for not only the Vezina, but for the Hart Trophy? He's not very often. firmly in it. He is absolutely in it. I think, uh, I, I honestly, I mean, who who who's ahead of him right now? Uh, I would think Soros. he's a front runner. Yeah, you got Soros, and maybe that's it. I mean, as much as it kills me having Andre Vasilevsky as my goaltender, I got to yeah. say, he he's not in the same league as these two guys right now, especially Shosturkin. Um, and, and the the Rangers have have all their draft picks for next season except for the third round and the seventh, but they have two in the second and two in the fourth, and they have a couple of couple of players uh, that they could deal if they really want to go for it. So I could see a situation. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the conversation later on for Patrick Liney if they really want to call up the Columbus Columbus Blue Jackets to have that conversation, but. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, or even Patrick Kane. I mean, that's, that's the allure. You have a young team, uh, who, who is one piece away potentially from, from making a trip to the Stanley cup finals. Um, they have to get by my boys first, but I, I think that this is a team where if they handle themselves correctly during the trade deadline and make the moves that are there for, for them to make. I mean, they could become a very scary team really quickly overnight. <laughs> they could they could trade for literally everybody that's on the market. Yeah, <laughs> and just you know what I mean. Uh, a lot of this goes away in, in next year because Adam Fox jumps yeah. up about ten million dollars. Yeah, about ten million dollars, um, and then Zabinajad goes up uh, about eight and a half or not no no three and a half million dollars so there's like 13 or so million dollars of that 21 uh but that's next year you know what i mean and and guys you're gonna acquire are unrestricteds that maybe you don't resign because you know you have some you know big contracts on you know in the hopper um 
But the Rangers are positioned insanely well to make uh, a couple moves here to just make a massive run for it if they do this the right way. And I, I, why would you not? Is my yeah. question. I'm, I'm looking at six guys on this team currently right now, just out of the forwards, uh, with another four. So make that ten, uh, total. Well, make it, make it, make it nine because two of these, a couple of guys are definitely not going to be traded. But four, hmm. four forwards right now, just off looking up the list, that are not only uh, under a million dollars AAV, but also have term. And it's one thing that yeah. we've seen in the past, Chris, is that teams love trading for young guys with term. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out. I'm telling you, people, uh, if the Rangers do it right they uh, and get the right pieces, they're going to be dangerous. So, um, all right. I think that'll wrap it up for this week. So uh, we will be back again next week. Maybe we'll have some trades to discuss. But we will definitely have another uh, power ranking to get through. Um, And does the top four stay put again? The Avs, Panthers, Canes, and Lightning? We shall see. But for now, uh, we're going to wrap it up. We'll go full screen on the YouTube side of things so you can get one last glimpse of those beautiful power rankings with that beautiful team at number one. Uh, Yeah. All right. He's Mr. Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning. I'm Chris Paselli from Locked on Avalanche. Thanks for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast, and we'll see you guys next week.